Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Mr. Andrew joins me now on the Service Master by Cornerstone's phone line. Chris, what are we listening to? It's me, said Mr. Squirrel. That's uh, Tread Water by De La Soul. From their 1989 debut album, Three Feet High and Rising. All of De La Soul's music available for the first time ever on streaming services today. It is De La Day for those who did not have physical copies uh, to listen to until now. Uh, you've got a column up uh, about the Grizzlies. Uh, I have tweeted it out. They are uh, in Denver uh, tonight to take on the Nuggets. And as you point out, um, it is a it is a significant stretch they are embarked on. The numbers that you assembled. Let's see, ten games in eighteen days. Ten, yeah, nine of they will play nine teams in the playoff hunt. Eight of, nine, eight of nine of those teams are in the West. Five of eight of those games are on national TV. And uh, six of ten of those games six of, are on the road. Gabe Kuhn asked me yesterday, he said, what do you, what do you hope for from this trip? And I was, I was kind of flummoxed by the question because I, didn't have a, I don't have a win-loss record in mind. But whatever, I'll hand the question over to you. What, 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 what should we hope for on this trip? I, I also don't have a win loss record in my mind. I don't know. I know six and four is is a win, and five and five is a loss. I, mean, I don't right. know. Yeah. I, I want I want them to play. I want them to look. I want them as Steven Steven Adams back, and they get you know they they get their their rotation settled. Hopefully, if they have the opportunity, I want them to look like not a team holding on to second in the West. Right. I want them to look like a team that is second in the West. So that's what I want. That's what I would. That's want, perfect. I, I, that I literally in in response to that, I sort of I said I. I know Taylor Jenkins says things that are cliches, but when asked about that, like that kind of question, I'm like, or asked the other one is sometimes he's asked, and that Gabe asked me yesterday is, uh, are they back? There's no back. Like there's no. I mean, they, they you can be trending and right one, and, and then individually, it's kind of an interesting question too, which you discussed in your column, and maybe right. even more meaningful is is. Is Desmond Bain back? Is Dylan Brooks back? But there is no moment when you declare them back and then we cannot fret anymore. Like it is an ongoing, it is an ongoing process. But I like the way you phrased it. You, you, you want to look like the team that is number two in the West. Would you say of late they have looked like a team that is hanging on or that is? They've definitely been better of late. I want to. Say, I think they've won six of their last eight, going back to before the break. I think that's right. And the two losses in there are both on the road against Boston and Philly, which are you know two of the five best teams in the league, maybe um, two of the top three in the East. 
and, and those losses are by a combined, I think, you know, 15 points, something like that. So, like, not nail biters, but, like, you know, competitive losses on the road against really, really good teams. Other than that, they've been winning. And so I think they've looked they've looked fine considering, you know, the playing without that Adams, who is so important to what they do, particularly on the offensive end. And so, uh, you know, I, I, there is a really good team. Uh, they've been a really good team. And, and in, the, in the context of a long season, even really good teams are going to have some ups and downs, and they had a little bit of a down um, before the all-star break. But, but I think, you know, I think, really, I think they, they look fine. All right, I want to touch on some of the topics, and people can go for a, a, a deeper look at any of these uh, uh, by reading your column. One is, you touched on this yesterday a little bit, um, the question of all NBA and Ja. First of all, Explain to folks again why it is significant financially, what he has to do, what the threshold is he has to meet, and why it is important financially for him to be all NBA. How many? What is it? So, so Josh signed a max contract last summer, max contract extension. That extension, he signed it early. So, he, so, he, so this season, he's still on his rookie contract, but he's already signed the extension. The extension will begin next season. Um, it's a maximum extension that has a trigger for what is called a super max. And what triggers the Supermax, there's a few different things that can trigger it, but the one that's applicable to Ja is going to be making an all-NBA team. So he already has a max contract, which is going to be a five-year, I think, $190 million contract. But if he makes one of the three all-NBA teams, that will trigger the Supermax, which will make that a five-year, roughly $230 million contract. So there's $40 million. On- and that is this year to make it? He's got to make it this year? Yes. Okay. And so six guards will make it. And you had, had earlier written and that you assumed he would, and it's still likely he would. But is no longer a gimme that he will, you don't think? Well, I just think the competition is so strong. They're, 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 there's a really deep cast of guards who all have cases to make this season. Um, I, I think some of the stuff you're seeing and reading from some, some people, some of whom have votes and some of whom don't, but some stuff in terms of national media stuff, it's not – I don't think I don't think everyone's going to have John on their All NBA ballots. Put it that way. I don't think he'll be unanimous All NBA selection, even though I think he will make it. I, um, so I think it's not an ironclad case. Um, and I do wonder a little bit about some of this all the off court stuff and the drama and whatever. Is that get people an excuse? Like if it's a close call. I mean, look around. Like I, I think Ja has a better case than say like two guys who probably aren't going to even make it All NBA team: Drew Holiday and De'Aaron Fox. Well, Milwaukee is going to be the best team in the league, maybe. And Drew Holiday is the lead guard for what might be the best team in the league. He's going to be the second leading scorer for what might be the best team in the league. And he's the top perimeter defender for what could end up being the number one defense in the league. I mean, if I'm a voter, can I make a case for Drew Holiday over John Moran? Of course I can. Um, and you look at it around other, other places, too. The tricky thing is there are guards who statistically – if you're just looking at the spreadsheet, so who's who's who's, uh, they, who's who are the gimmick? Who are we talking like? Who are the the locks here? Are there locks? Luca, okay. Luca, that's I, the only lock. You know, I, right after that, it's it a big be. tangle. Tatum, maybe. The weird, the weird the, well, the weird thing is that the guard on a per game basis, Steph Curry is a lock. Steph Curry's missed a lot of games, Well, he's about to come back. So if he has a closing stretch, he can solidify that. Um, on a per-game basis, Devin Booker would have a strong case, but he's missed so many games. On a total statistical output case, Shea Gillis-Alexander and Damian Lillard, I think, have better – a lot of people would look at that and say they've had a better season than John Morant based on just individual numbers. Um, 
Well, now you're up to like, I think we just named like six cards, right? Five or six. Uh, that doesn't include Donovan Mitchell, who has a similar statistical case to John Morant, is on a team that is lower in the standings, but actually has a better record. Cleveland has a better record than Memphis right now. Um, and that doesn't even include, you know, the Drew Holiday case we just talked about. And so I don't know if anyone is a 100% lock other than Luka. I think Dame's going to make one of the teams. I think Dame is probably the second most likely. Like, I have a hard time seeing him just miss it completely. But that team's going to miss the playoffs, maybe. Maybe miss the play-in. And do you think that this other off-the-court stuff could leak in uh, into this people's at least oh, I, thinking about I, it? I, I, it wouldn't surprise me if it swayed, you know, a few votes here and there. Is that, does that matter? Like, I think off-court stuff, it's a different brand of off-court stuff, and it's off-court stuff that's impacted on-court stuff more so than Jaws. I think stuff with Kyrie swayed media 100%. votes, probably right. relative to the All-Star team, right? Yep. So it wouldn't surprise me if there were voters out there who were like, oh, I'm sick of, sick of all this stuff. Like, yeah, like Josh's second in the West, but guess what? Sacramento's third in the West. The Aaron Fox has been better down the stretch than Josh. I'm going to give my vote to De'Aaron Fox, not John Moran. I could, see, I could see some individual voters thinking that way. Sure. All right, and then in terms of on-the-court stuff, we have uh, – I don't know if you've seen Zach Lowe today. Have you read Zach Lowe today? He has, uh, I have not. He has a section on John Morant's three-pointer. He writes this. It's gone undiscussed for a few reasons. The Memphis Grizzlies winning even as they rarely have their starting five, non-basketball controversy surrounding Morant, etc. But Morant's three-point shooting has fallen to career-worst levels after a promising first dozen games. It appeared then and at times last season when Moran hit 34.4% on threes that he could at least keep defenses honest when they ducked under picks against him. Moran has hit 28% from deep since mid-November. Defensive noticed. They're playing a half step further for Moran, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and, and goes on, et cetera, and says, uh, for Moran and his team to reach the next level, he has to become a more reliable on threes, at least catch-and-shoot attempt, wide-open pull-ups. You don't hear Morant's name now, even on the fringes of the MVP conversation anymore. And this is one reason. Thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I will say the last time Tim Bontemps did his straw poll, I think Morant was six. I would say six is the fringes of the MVP conversation. Um, now, that, that, that doesn't mean that's where he's going to finish. He could fall. I, I, think, I think these next, you know, these last 20 games are going to matter for a lot of the stuff. Things are so tight. Right. So in terms of making cases for MVP votes and for, for all NBA teams and, you know, other awards, you know, defensive player of the year and everything else, I think, you know, the season's not over. So we've got a quarter of the season to right. go, and the playoff races are very tight. So it all matters. I will say, like, Grant's three-point shooting hasn't been discussed at least one place. I discussed it with Rob Mahoney on the podcast I did with him, which which went up yesterday, which we did two days ago. We talked about we talked about Moran a little bit. Uh, you know, he's 14th in the Ringer rankings the last time it was published, which was a couple of weeks ago, uh, at the back end of sort of a second tier group of guards. And we talked about that that Morant's season has been a little bit more of a plateau season than a step forward season. And the main the main negative pull to that has been that it's been the shooting. Um, all right, uh, moving on in your column, uh, today, one of the things you do is you, is you break down what we've learned about the various, um, combinations of bigs. Um, what works, what, 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 it, what, what, what are the key questions here moving forward and what have you learned particularly that was particularly interesting from the pairing numbers? Well, I mean, I, I personally didn't learn anything. I think I, right. I, mean, I knew all that, but I, but I presented it. Yeah, uh, uh-huh. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the question is, is when Stephen Adams comes back, do they go back to their what's been their default all season? Or does, uh, does Xavier Tillman's very good recent play sort of sway um, what's been their, their sort of default? And I think it doesn't because I think the issue is that they, they don't want to play – obviously they play Stephen Adams with Jaron and sorry, lineup, but that's been great. They do not play Stephen Adams with Brandon Clark or with Tillman. And so to run a rotation and move guys in and out, what have you, you got to have one other guy in the mix who you want to play next to Steven Adams, and that's been Santi Aldama. And so Santi Aldama is actually, to me, more of a lock than Brandon Clark or Tillman for playing time. And so, so you lock in Aldama as one of your bigs, and now if you're going to play four, it becomes a Brandon Clark versus Tillman question. And because they play Aldama with Adams, that's really a who plays better with Jaron. When you break up that starting group in the flow of the game, you know you start you start with Jaron and Adams, but when you break them up, you play Adams with Aldama, you play Jaron with Blank, and Jaron and Tillman has been good, but Jaron and Clark has been better. And so my I, I assume as good as Tillman's been that they will default to what has been their you know their 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 preference all season, and that's going to be Tillman will just be out of the mix. But we'll see. The numbers. Uh... So Jaron and Adams, the net rating is plus 15.9. Um, the staggering net rating in very small sample size is Jaron and Aldama, plus yeah. 47.3. <laughs> what, 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 is that a, like, is that, pure? that, that, that number would, would not remotely hold up of if course. the sample size grew, yeah. but would it, would it settle into something really, really good? Yeah, I think it might. I've been saying all season, let's see some more of this. I think we've basically run out of time to see that. But, like, like, like let's stick a pin in that as we go into the summer and go into next season, and let's, let's take a longer look at that, why don't we? Uh, other topics. Uh, do you deem the breakout performances of Desmond Bain and, to a lesser extent, breakout, whatever you want to call them, heartening performance of Desmond Bain and Dylan Brooks against Houston repeatable? You were going to dig into that. What is uh, what? Have, what's yeah, your yeah, ruling? The, the, the one, th- the one thing I ended up seeing that that we didn't talk about yesterday is Dylan. If you go back to the, the last six games, which is only one game against the Houston Rockets, if you go back six games, he's, over the last six games he shot thirty eight percent from three on about on six attempts a game. Um, do I think he's going to shoot thirty eight percent over over a whole season? The evidence says that he's not. But do I think he can shoot 38% from three on six attempts a game over, like, you know, 20 games or over a playoff run? Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, three-point shooting fluctuates, and a good fluctuation for him is that. And so, I mean, I'm, my hope would be, like, he's broken out of his slump at least as a three-point shooter a little bit, and you can catch, you know, a good streak at the right time. Uh, and then finally, on issues of rotation, um uh, what, what do you? What do you? Uh, obviously, it appears that Luke Kennard, like he's he's their guy now. He's not been great. Um, what are your thoughts on what you've seen from him? And then, where is Roddy Conchar? How's that fallout? Um, I think they are. I hope I'm using the the gambling term correctly. I think they're pot committed on Luke Kennard, um, and so like Luke Kennard is going to be the third wing. Um, it, you know, it, unless unless it becomes like a disaster. And I'm not saying that's going to be the case. I think, you know, he probably should be the third wing given the options. So I think, I think Luke Kennard is just going to be the third wing. And I think there's a good chance that come playoff time, they shrink down to a nine man rotation. And if, if, if Bain Brooks and Kennard are all healthy, you just, you just do that. 
And, and, and if you do anything else, maybe you play you know some Tyus and Ja together or get certain matchups, or maybe you slip Aldama down or whatever. Uh, I don't know if they have to play a fourth wing, but typically in the playoff basketball, given the versatility and given teams scaling down, like that's where you would want to play more players at the wing than up front. And so, you know, I mean, right now it's, it, it's Conchar. I just don't think he gives you enough different stuff relative to the guys you already have. That I, I don't think that's a great setup, but I, I think, you know, that's what they got. One of the teams, uh, moving on just around the league last night a little bit, Golden State destroys the Clippers. And the Clippers. Yeah, it's sort of a danger, danger zone for the Clippers right now. Yeah, these are, those are two teams that people sort of said, well, if they get it together, right? If they get it together, the they, they may have done the opposite. I'm going to say, like, and it feels like it feels like these are going. The Golden State's getting it together, even without Curry. They've won four straight. They're looking better and better. The Clippers looking worse and worse, uh, and the Russell Westbrook thing has not helped. Yeah, no, I mean they're in a dangerous spot. I, none of us have been talking about the Clippers like missing the postseason, right? But like they're only two games up on the 11, right? And so like like the, all these teams got to be careful, like. Outside of like of Denver, Memphis, Sacramento, Phoenix, like none of these teams are safe to even be in the postseason. I think Golden State's getting there, but even there, they're three games up on the eleven, right? And so, like all these teams are in danger of like having a bad week, and suddenly when you look up and you're not even in the play-in. And for the Clippers, that's not a team I think any of us were thinking about in that way. But now all of a sudden, you got to be a little worried about it. I I, I think it's a fascinating. Like I don't know. Like I, 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 this it, it always becomes more interesting this time of year. But a because of the jumble, but b because so many teams are trying to redefine themselves on the fly. Whether it's Phoenix right. or Dallas or New Orleans. like, I, I think it's fascinating. I, I don't. I mean, I'm just I I'm I'm really entranced by what is going to happen here uh, down the stretch. All right, Chris, I appreciate it. People can read it over at the Daily Mafia, and we will talk to you again on Monday. Thanks. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.